Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance Studios. Your hosts, Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, your source for Arkansas high school sports. You are now Between the Mats. Welcome to Between the Mats. This is the second episode of the week to go over and preview the 4A Conference of Arkansas High School Football. Matt, how you doing? I'm good, Junk. How are you, my man? Man, I'm doing great. I love that intro music. I think I could just sit there and listen to it. Gets me a little hype. <laughs> Gets me ready to, to – it makes me want to play some football, but just in my mind, not physically. Not physically. You don't no, think you, you, don't think you got a couple plays in you? Nope. <laughs> not even one. Maybe – Maybe hold. I could might could hold a field goal. <laughs> I bet you could hold somebody. Yeah, for a few seconds. Oh, I could probably get in somebody's way. <laughs> yeah, as long as I had somebody at a water bottle waiting on me when I got. <laughs> That's no lie. But they're going to bring it to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're going to come anyway because they're going to come help me off the field. <laughs> but big shout out to American Safeguard Insurance. Appreciate Jeremy Davis and Jason Smith. Uh, providing this uh, opportunity for us to do these podcasts. Give me a call, 501-827-0269. I will take care of your insurance needs, commercial, home, life, and auto. Yes, he will. He will do it well. He's a good agent and a good friend, and and give these guys a chance to write your insurance because uh, they'll treat you right. You you bet we will, Matt. Appreciate the the plug there. Uh, So, 4A football. Man, it's our favorite conference, or one of them. Yeah. I mean, we're partial to 5A. We are, but 4A is fun. Yeah, 4A is a lot of fun. There's a lot of parity in 4A. Uh, great season last year. Um, you know, the the main players that we typically see up there were there. Um, you know, I would say the surprise of the year was Rivercrest, kind of coming out of nowhere. But, yeah. um, you know, this conference overall is fun to watch year in and year out. So, got a couple of good interviews uh, in this episode coming for you. Yes, sir. And so uh, I think you'll recognize both of these names that we're going to interview in this section. But uh, we'll start with a 4-4A, and we'll just kind of go through how they finished last year. Um, Mina had a great season last year at 6-4. and four. The Bearcats. Uh, the Bearcats, 6-4 and four overall, 5-0 and oh in conference. And so they shared uh, – I believe they were share of a conference title last year. Um, again, I tried to look this up, and it's just hard to find. But um, yeah, Ozark yeah. was nine and four, but uh, five and one in conference. But I think Mina got them head to head, so they may have taken the outright conference title. I'm not really sure on that, but uh, both of them had a good season. Um, I think Ozark's got um, they've got seven on offense coming back, six on defense, and uh, the Hillbillies are projected yeah. projected to win the conference this year. A lot of tradition up there in Ozark. Yeah, they I tell you what that bunch up there, they always play physical football. Mm-hmm. They've always got some big old linemen and they're going to run the ball at you. That's right. So, uh look for them to have another good season. Um Ozark, I, I expect them to be be back up on the top, but uh you know, this conference got a lot of parity and it's getting better every year. So, we'll see how it, how it shakes out. And then you had uh, Dardanelle coming in last year 4 and 4. Two and two in conference. The you sand lizards. Man, this 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 conference might yeah. have the have the belt for the <laughs> nicknames. They may have the belt. So the sand lizards are five got five on offense coming back, five on defense. Coach Vega does a good job over there with that program. He's forty one and sixteen there at Dardanelle in his time. And I actually played against him when he was a Dover Pirate. Is that right? I did. Yep. You know what else is over there? What's that? 
the Lions Den Golf Course. It is. Old John Daly. John Daly stomping grounds. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, so Darnell finished third last year. Lamar had a good season, 5-5 five and five overall, 2-3 and three in conference. You know, Lamar's one of those schools that they're, they're just scrappy. They're going to get after you week in, week out. And so, um, you know, they, they do a good job. The Warriors over there, they've got uh, several coming back on both sides of the ball. So, expect them to contend for another playoff run. They lost a, a good Pocahontas team in the in the playoffs last year. Yeah, for sure. So then you got uh, Pottsville, the Apaches. Yeah, another, another good, one. another good one. So Pottsville is a it's a school on the rise. Uh, if you don't know anything about the, the the Pottsville program, is you know I believe it wasn't but three or four years ago they were three A. Now they're four A and expected to soon jump yeah. to five. So they're they're a growing little. They're community. growing. You know they're right off the interstate there. Yeah. You know they're kind of like Atkins, just right. uh, a lot of people coming in. And you know Pottsville, even though they finished a little bit lower in the conference last year, they're four and six overall, one and three in conference. They uh they snuck up and got and beat Fountain Lake, a good Fountain Lake team in the playoffs, and then lost in the second round to uh, Rivercrest. Yeah, so a lot of people lost to Rivercrest. A lot of people lost to Rivercrest, and then after Pottsville, you had Waldron, the Bulldogs. Last year went four and six, one and five in conference. Uh, they've got a handful of starters coming back on both sides of the ball. Uh, Coach Doug Powell's coming into his second season, so looking to make some progress there and contend for a playoff spot. Uh, they they had to forfeit last year, um, didn't end up going to the playoffs because of COVID, yeah. and so didn't get to play against Nashville in that first round. But yeah. uh, hopefully they'll get get healthy and won't have to deal with any of that this year. And then you got the old Dover Pirates coming in. Uh, last year finished last in the conference at zero and six, and then zero and two. So the Apaches, the Pirates, the Sand Lizards, and of course Chickasaws. No, the Hillbillies. The Hillbillies. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. So uh, man, that'd be a that's a that's a fun fun group of names. There. Yep. So we'll get. Is it, I'm gonna let you. You gonna let me do it? I, I mean, you, with your love affair with them, I hey, I, I thought listen. it was only fitting. Greatness just recognizes greatness. <laughs> is that what it is? I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, of course, growing up in the in L.A., Lower Arkansas, in the Conference Seven, right? It was two A, but uh, got to know a little bit about some of these teams. We're going to talk about Seven Four A, which I referred to last year and was often mocked for the SEC, the SEC of Four A. <laughs> Hey, listen, I'll take my hats off, and I told you. I thought, you know, Shiloh, we thought Shiloh was the real deal. We found out they really were, and yep. we think they're going to be again this year. Stuttgart's same thing. Right. But when you want to go top-to-bottom conference, it's hard. 7-4-8 is hard to go against. It's, it's the truth. You know, the scrappers over there in Nashville, they, they actually are contending for their third straight conference championship Yeah, after tying for first with, uh, was it, Rob, I believe, Robinson. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so Nashville 9-3 last year, uh, finished 5-1 and one in conference, lost a track meet to Warren. They did. Well, it was back and forth. Yeah, 48-40. Uh, so. You know, a close, a close, lost a, a close game to a great team who continued to win. Um, Robinson, let me tell you. No team did I watch last year come out on the field look more intimidating and just athletic than, than Robinson did. Tall, big, fast, strong. Uh, you know, it's shocking to me that a little town like Nashville can can pr- produce a team 
that not only compete but beats them. That's right. That's right. When we went to watch uh, Robinson and Stuttgart face off in the playoffs, it was pretty impressive to watch that bunch yeah. walk out of the locker room. It was. It was just like, okay, Stuttgart's going to play a college team today. <laughs> and, uh, and and even you know watching throughout the game, you're like, well, they're going to run off with this any minute here. Yeah. And Stuttgart just wouldn't go away. Right. And, uh, you know, Robinson, you know, they, they fell there at the end, but they're going to be good every year. How many years have we seen where – one of these teams in this conference wins the state championship. It's been several. And they've even played each other in sure, the state championship. Sure, So, we've seen Nashville win championships. We've seen Robinson. We've seen Arkadelphia. Yes. They have won the last 10 years. Arkadelphia has really come on. They have. And, uh, we, you know, we've got a great interview with Coach Trey Shucker, who's kind of become a friend of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, talked to him some last year. Just a great guy. Yeah. Great football coach. Very successful at Cersei. Yeah, got a state championship over there. Was the offensive coordinator. He was. Right? Yep. Down there at Arkadelphia, Ar- uh, had a good year last year. Uh, Going to be solid again this year. Yeah. So let's hit that interview real quick. We'll be right back shortly. All right, we're live here with Coach Trey Shucker of the Arkadelphia Badgers. How you doing, Coach? Doing well. Thank you for having me on the show today. You bet, Coach. We're we're glad to have you here. You know, we're kind of a fan of of you and, and, and your team. You know, we we got to know each other a little bit last year, and, and yeah. we like what you're doing down there. And I got Matt Wilcox over here with me as well, uh, Coach. Expecting you guys to have a big season this year. We we feel like we've got a really good team coming back. We've had a really good spring and summer. Um, you know, our guys have been working hard, and, and we feel really good about what we've got coming back. We're excited about the season. Well, let me tell you, we're pulling for you most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Not September 10th. No. Huh? <laughs> we, we, can't, we can't pull for you when you're playing Greenbrier, but we'll pull for you yeah. for the rest of it. Yeah, there you go. we got to come to you you guys' place this year, right? That's right. That's, that's right. right. So yeah, all that all right. that means to me is I'm not getting to go to the flying burger for supper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Flying burger's pretty good. You bet. Love that place. Well, coach, you I had eat a, there maybe once a week. Yeah, you had a had a great season. Your first season down there at Arkadelphia, you went and finished up eight and two, and uh, lost to a good Warren team that was playing really good football there towards the end of the season. But uh, you got some good pieces coming back. You got a, a new quarterback taking over at, at the realm, and just talk to us a little bit about your offensive team and and what you expect this year. Yeah, we we do. We had a lot of guys coming back from last season's team. Um, you know, we went eight and two last year. Uh, we thought we played well in a lot of games. Um, you know, just given the circumstances and a whole new staff, um, just COVID, there's a lot going on. But we had a really good season overall. But, you know, we felt like we left a lot out there. Um, having a lot of guys coming back, you know, we I can see that they're taking the steps needed to, to take that extra step and go further. Um, you know, we've got three guys on the receiving core coming back that were starters off of last year's team. And then the fourth guy in our receiving core uh, actually started two or three games last year just due to, to whatever the circumstances. Um, we've got offensive linemen on coming back from last season that got a lot of experience and, and game reps. Um, the biggest, you know, position we had to replace is that quarterback position. You know, Braden Thomas was, was our quarterback last year, did a great job. A phenomenal athlete, and he's he's getting to play ball at OBU. So that was the biggest thing, um, you know, from last year's offense to this year is, is replacing that quarterback position. Donovan Witten, 
really stepped up this spring and summer and been a leader for our offense. Um, he's going to be a junior. He's a big kid. He's got a big arm. Um, he's just a natural leader, vocal leader. Um, he's like 6'2". Right now he's about 205 to 210. He's athletic. Like I said, he's got a big arm. Um, he's done a great job at, at understanding the office, offense and progressing every week. Um, he's had a big big summer in 7-on-7s and uh, team camps, and he's had a great summer. We're excited about him uh, going into the season. You know, we've got Jay Sean Davis in the backfield. I mean, in my opinion, one of the best top top three running backs in the state. Uh, he's huge. He's 6'1", 230. Um, we remember fast. him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, anybody that plays this remembers Jay Sean Davis. Uh, he's, he's just a great kid, great work ethic. I mean, couldn't speak en- enough about him. Um, but he's had a phenomenal spring and summer as well. And, you know, he's, I'm really looking forward to watching him run the ball this year. And I'm expecting him to have a big breakout year. That's awesome, Coach. You know, I mentioned it. We remembered him. Uh, he he really, man, he was a force. He really yeah. was. He is. Uh, yeah. now, he did. He played on both sides of the ball, didn't he? Yeah, he had a pick. Six. He did. I, th- I thought he did yeah. pick us once, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he plays a little bit of linebacker, and we're looking at doing some of that with him again this year. Um, so he's, he's going to get a lot of snaps this season, and, and he's able to do it. So we're, we're excited about that as well because he's – He's a force wherever he's at. I mean, you got to know where he's at anytime he's on the field. Coach, I always joke around. Uh, of course, being from down around Middle, at Middle Springs, I, I'm more familiar with the the seven conference. You know, the seven four A, seven three A, seven two A conferences, and uh, I, I always jokingly referred to the seven four A last year as the SEC of four A because it seems like right. you know, especially over the past several years, you know. Oftentimes, the state champions coming out of that conference. Oftentimes, the two teams playing in the state championship are out of that conference. Uh, you know, you got teams like Nashville who traditionally, you know, have, have, have been very successful. Joe T, when they come on the field, it looks like a college team oftentimes. They've just got so many no athletes. Doubt. And, you know, yeah. how do you feel you guys will stack up this year in the conference? You know, just like you said, the the, the 7-4-A, it, it is the SEC um, conference and Every night you've got to bring it. I mean, every night is a dog fight, and that's you know we our kids know that. Um, but it is. I mean, every night you got to bring your A game because every Friday night it's going to be a dog fight. Um, just, there's so much talent in our conference. Um, every team is coached well, and and it's there's big athletes, and it's just exciting every Friday night of our conference schedule. And um, there's a lot of good teams, like you said. Joe T is going to be huge. They're going to be athletic and skilled. And, you know, Nashville's going to do everything possible. I mean, those kids play so hard, um, and they're athletic. You know, historically, they're, they, they're top three team in the conference every year. You right, know, and right. um, we've, we've been right there with it. So it's, it's an exciting, exciting season. There's so much talent in our conference. And, um, you know, that's what you want. I mean, that's what we like. We like competitive uh, games. And I feel like our conference has that. Definitely probably more speed coming out of that conference maybe than any other conference in the state. No doubt. I mean, Samar Easter at, at Ashdown, um, one of the biggest recruits in that junior class, and he can flat out fly. Um, you know, just looking across the conference, it's, it's athletic. You know, it is. 
So, well, Coach, I, I'm a little bit interested uh, for personal reasons of what your defensive line is going to look like this year because they're going to be the ones chasing my quarterback on September 10th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, defensive line is, is one of our strong suits we feel like right now, and um, we've got more depth on our defensive line than we feel like we had last year. Um, you know, we lost Elijah Wheeler. He's a, a big defensive end for us off of last year's season, but we've had a lot of guys step up. Um, Caden Young's going to be a sophomore this year. We got him at nose. Um, Max Wilson's had a great summer. I mean, he, he's been getting after people in team camps. He, he started as a sophomore for us last year. Um, and he's, you know, he's a lot stronger this year. And, you know, he's always played with some tenacity, of course, but, you know, he's, he's really gotten after it this summer and we're excited about him as well. Um, another one that's kind of developed into a really good defensive lineman is July Solomon. Um, he got some, some reps, quality reps at the end of the season last year, just developed. He's a, he was a sophomore last year. He's a junior this year. And he's gotten into that first group and, um, we kind of move him around on the defensive line and he's, he's, we feel really good about our guys up front, you know, and that's so beneficial to us in practice going against the, the front that we see every day, um, because those guys are so talented. And, uh, you know, the way we play our defense, we do different things and, you know, we'll move them around and do different things. So it's really beneficial for O-line play. You know, it, we feel like one of the best defense lines we're going to see all year is what we see every day. Right. Coach, one thing we've noticed and we've talked at length about is, is successful teams, successful coaches seem to really invest in – the different ages, not just their high school team, but their their junior high on down, even even being involved with helping the peewee coaches and, and, and implementing some things into the peewee level. What do you guys yeah. do to invest in the future of, of Badger football? Yeah, so um, we do. You know, we we have some guys in town that that run our peewee program, and, and we we're in communication with them. No, we don't go actually go coach our peewee teams. Sure. Um, right now, we don't do that. Um, but we are in communication with, you know, our lingo and our verbiage. But, um, you know, one of the biggest things that I thought was beneficial for just our younger kids in the, in the spring was um, one of my assistant coaches, Bobby Evans, he uh, headed up our, our Saturday practices. Um, we, we did an open uh, weight room Saturday mornings from 8 to 11 and uh, – Coach Bobby Evans, he, he coaches our defensive line, did a great job at, at getting some of those younger kids up here and, and putting them through some workouts and, and conditioning. And, um, you know, it was it was a really cool deal where, you know, every Saturday we probably had 35 to 40 um, kids up here. And, you know, we, we did it from ages like fifth grade to senior high. But the majority of those were, were those younger kids, you know, excited to be a Badger and excited to – to be a part of the football program coming up. That's awesome, Coach. And, and I, I really I, I really believe, and me and Matt are very involved with Pee Wee here. And we, I mean, it just it just makes sense that you're, as a coach especially, you're, you're investing in your future when, when you're getting younger kids excited about playing football, particularly for, to, be a, to be proud to be a Badger. Absolutely, absolutely. And we are. Um, you know, we had a uh, – not really a recruiting day, but a visit day with our sixth grade coming up to be seventh grade in the spring. We, we had all the guys and kids that were interested that wanted to play seventh grade football. We had a day where it was one evening where we had our, 
parent meeting in the spring and those kids came up and we, we let them try on our high school uniforms and put on a, a helmet and we took their picture and gave it to them. And it was, it was a really cool deal. Um, you know, try to do it big for those young kids coming up, get them excited. That's awesome coach. Well, uh, we're out of time here. Uh, we, we appreciate your time. You taking the time to speak to us coach, you know, it's no secret. We, we, we're a fan of you and a fan of your, your program. And we wish you guys nothing but, but great success minus September 10th. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Hey, I, I appreciate you guys having me on the, on the show. And, you know, we look forward to that game. We feel like it's going to be a really, really good game. Uh, you know, we, Greenbrier's had a really good summer too, and they've got a really good team coming back. So we, we expect a really good Friday night that night, September 10th. We do too. We'll, we'll try to catch up with you, uh, when you, when you're up here. Okay. Sounds great guys. Thank you. Thanks coach. Talk to you later. Great interview there with Coach Trey Shucker. He's one of my favorites. He and, and I just I just like the guy. Yeah, he's just a good dude. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to him coming up here. Uh, I do hope we beat him. <laughs> I think you made it perfectly clear. I think I did. <laughs> but uh, I look forward to seeing him and yeah. talking to him in person. You know, and 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 uh, I do wish him the best of luck. And then I don't think they need luck. You know, uh, looking back at, at Arkadelphia and and what. Coach J.R. Eldridge did with that program, kind of getting them turned around and uh, winning two state titles down there, playing for the third one. Um, and the tradition has just kept kept going. And i tell you what has, has really impressed me with Arkadelphia is especially getting to play them last year is just the, the caliber of athlete that they put on the field. You know, their quarterback, and Coach, Coach Shucker talked about it last year, um, that kid was a jitterbug, man. I believe <laughs> – I can't remember the situation. I want to say it was third and 23, yeah. and the kids scrambled around back there for it seemed like 45 seconds and ended up gaining 24 yeah. and getting the first down. And we're and, over there going, what in the world? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How does this happen? Just somebody tackling. And then the darn Goliath bowling ball yeah. that you thought, well, that kid can't be very fast. He's he a, was fast. And a grown man. Yes. He picked <laughs> one on us, took it to the house, yeah. ran, ran the ball well. Man, they're going to be hard to beat. They are, and I, I got a chance to watch the, the Witten kid, the, their quarterback that's stepping in this year. I got a chance to watch him at shoot out of the South this year, and he's a big, strong kid, got a good arm. So uh, I don't think they're going to miss. You know, they're going to miss the, the the legs of their quarterback from last year, but this kid yeah. can he can sling it. So. Yeah. So at uh, Arkadelphia, they actually, I guess, they actually really finished fourth because they were the four seed. I believe that's right. Uh, Ashdown ended up third. Which man, it was a cluster. I it mean, was. you know, he, he, Ashdown would beat somebody, you know, one week, and you're like, "Well, I think Ashdown beat Joe T late." Yes, I believe that's right. That really threw things in a loop. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the, Ashdown beat them twenty nine twenty one in overtime. Yeah. And, so that really made things, yeah. and then with the whole COVID thing and right. how they did the playoffs and the most wins, it, you know, we it took us a while to figure out who actually finished what. Uh, but hey, and Ashdown's got Shamar. Was it Shamar Easter? Yes, <laughs> kid, freak. Yeah, he well, has he committed? No, he hasn't committed. But he he's hasn't. he's gotten several offers. Oh yeah, he's he's unbelievable. So you look at those four who are pretty commonly the top four in that conference, and then this year you throw in who had finished fifth last year. Malvern finished six and six, uh, four and three in conference. Malvern's 
looking like they could be up there in the top two or three. Man, they, tell you what, Junk, I watched them at shootout a little bit this year too, and that that quarterback Cedric Simmons, he's electric. He's got a yeah. he's got a good arm. He, he's good, he, athletic. He can beat you with his feet, and so uh, you know I'm I'm excited to see because Malvern has, has been down for a little while. You know, since the Madre Hill days, since, go back to the Madre Hill <laughs> days. But you know they're they're one of those programs that that played well last year but still finish kind of in the middle of the pack, do they have what it takes to, to get over the hump and to compete with those Joe T's right. and, and, and Arkadelphia's? Then you look at box sites down there. You know, box sites playing against some some juggernauts. There's no doubt about it. But if you look back in history, box site was great for a lot they of were. years. Let me tell you, the hardest football game I ever played in in high school was the first round, of, second round of the playoffs. My senior year, we played box site. And let me tell you, man, they didn't make mistakes. There was nothing super impressive about them physically. They weren't super fast, but they ran that option. Mm-hmm. And as soon as somebody made a mistake, they were gone. Well, and, and to speak to that, we, we played a, a a basketball tournament in box out this summer. My, my youngest son, Cannon, did. And so we went over there to, to box out campus in their gym. And just to walk around there and look at the banners and the pictures of the conference championships and all the stuff that they've yes. accomplished. I mean, they're a tradition-rich program. Yeah. And they've been down the past few years. And I'm wondering, you know, how much Bryant has hurt that. Because they're they're kind of right there next to Bryant Benton. And those kids are, are transferring out. It's got to. It's got to hurt them. It's got to hurt because they're kind of they're they're not really in the mainstream travel path right. corridor. They're off the beaten path. That's right. They're kind of in the hills, I guess. Uh, but you talk about historically, they've been great. Uh, good football coach we talked to here recently uh, was there just a couple years ago. Yeah, Daryl Powell, Patton. I'm, I'm sorry, Patton. Yeah, Patton. Yeah, and uh, just a good football coach. Uh, They've had a lot of them there. They, they had. They had. When I played them, there was a coach that had been there like a hundred years. Yeah, and won like eighty state championships. <laughs> you know. But anyway, so Fountain Lake, uh, they, they finished four and five, two and four in conference, and then Haskell Harmony Grove struggled last year, zero and ten in conference. Just a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, though, they beat the Scrappers. Yeah, uh, they. I mean, they've had some good football teams. They sure have. Uh, so I know they'll be looking to be to be much improved this year. Yeah. So with your love affair with the four A, the seven four A, who are you taking in that conference jump? Oh, you know, I'm. I'm picking – I'm going to pick a tie. Can I pick a tie? Oh. What? No. We, I, I didn't last? say who's going to tie for conference. I said who's going to win conference. Who's going to be the one seed in the play? You're going, you're going Badgers. Yeah, but don't be shocked if Nashville ties them. Okay. I'm going. Of course, this is an obvious pick. I'm, I'm going to go Robinson this year. Yeah. So that's, Let that's, me tell you, open up your Bible and read about David and Goliath. <laughs> Because the Goliath falls. It just happens. <laughs> I understand. All right, so we'll go into the 4A8, or 8-4A, however you would like to say that. Another very quality conference with one of the uh, one of the best programs, in my opinion, in the entire state. For a long time. For a long time. And this guy that we're fixing to hear from, you can see why when you listen to him. Because Coach Bo Hembry has done a fantastic job of not only – building a program, but coaching some of the most elite talent that has ever walked this state and played football in this state. And so, I mean, you think back to – and you'll hear him say some of the names, but, I mean, 
Jarius uh, Wright. Wright and yes. um, Traylon Burks. Burks. And, I mean, the list goes on and on. Wide receiver you. I mean, those guys are unreal. And, and he he's done a fantastic job. So, uh, appreciate him taking the time. And we'll go to that interview right now. All right. We're live here on Between the Mats with Coach Bo Embry of the Warren Lumberjacks. Coach, how you doing? Doing really good. How are y'all? Oh, we're doing great, doing great. I got Matt Wilcox across the, the table from me. Uh, Coach, just to start out, you know, talk a little bit about last year's team. Coach, really impressive. You guys came out, started 0-3. I know you, you, you played some played played up, you know, with some schools, lost, lost your starting quarterback first game of the season to an ACL injury, but then you won eight of nine with the loss in – only loss coming in overtime there. Uh, it seems like re- your kids just really found their identity along the way there, Coach. Well, it, it was really tough. You know, like you said, we lost our quarterback week one against Whitehall uh, uh, in, early in the fourth quarter and, and really lost our identity. Uh, you know, the next week we, we, we really was uh, was searching more than anything. We lost also lost three linemen that night against uh, oh, man. against Whitehall that, that ended up coming back plus our running back. So, you know, we, we went to Tuck Gart and – uh, really laid an egg and, and and didn't didn't wasn't able to do anything on offense and and really had minus yards sole offense and then the next week we go to Texas Cannon and we were a little bit better uh, not much but a little bit at least we could snap the ball and run a run a play that went forward but uh, after that we we had a bye week with uh, with Cross it Cross it had to uh, uh, they had to cancel because of, of COVID and that really helped us I thought that was a really turning point we could go back and really go back some basics and. And find some guys, and, and that's when Maddox really stepped up at quarterback, uh, our sophomore. And and then we, uh, uh, then, then the next week we're getting ready to play on a Thursday night, and and Star City ends up having to cancel, and and we were fortunate enough to find Boonville, who were, who was a really good football team at the yes. time, and and really didn't know how it was going to go. I knew we were ready to play. I knew that that we had improved a bunch, and very fortunate to play them, and and them come and, and them come to Warren and. We played really well and ended up end up winning and kind of turned our season around and then go to Monticello in a hurricane. I mean, it was it was pouring down rain and I don't know we had like you know six six or seven bad snaps and just didn't play very well and, and that was a Super Bowl for them and they were able to beat us and I, I thought you know that really got our, our kids' attention and when we were a young football team you know we were starting seven or eight sophomores on both sides of the ball and. Uh, and then after that, I thought we got really good. You know, we came back, refocused, and, and end up in up uh, last you know three ball games we played: Arkadelphia, Nashville, Rivercrest. Uh, you know, we we rushed for over, right at 500 yards in all three of them games, and, and you know just really, really had a chance to play for a state championship. Uh, you know, we we're up 35, 34 against Rivercrest going into the fourth quarter, and uh, just couldn't finish it. And you know, um, so very excited about everything we got coming back, and you know, it's ready to get started. Well, coach, we we were up at uh, we were up at Harrison that week that y'all were playing Rivercrest, and we were checking the scores. You know, ever occasionally checking to see how y'all were doing, and we thought you were going to clip them there. We kept seeing that y'all were ahead, and they would pull back, and then y'all would go ahead again. And so it's kind of a back and forth game. But um, we we were checking in on you. Tell me a little bit yeah, about. It was, it, go ahead. It was a it was a huge wind. Uh, wind was blowing like thirty five miles per hour, and. Uh, constant. Uh, it's probably the first time I've seen that. In my, in my, I've seen wind occasionally, but it was just constant wind, and we were going against the wind in the fourth quarter. And and I had you know a couple of really good athletes, and Cam Turner and uh, Keyshawn Sturt, and boy, they, they were tough to stop. And 
and we turned it over there, and, and then we just, that, you know we just lost the momentum. Well, Coach, you've done a, a fantastic job there at Warren. Uh, anybody that follows high school football in this state knows about the Lumberjacks and what you've built down there. Coach, you've been blessed to, to coach some of the greatest athletes to ever come out of the state of Arkansas. So what do you guys put in the water down there at Warren? <laughs> I don't know, but it's something. You know, we have, we've been very blessed. Uh, That's receiver you uh, down there, isn't it? <laughs> uh, well, we, we like to say that. Uh, last year we was uh, – but we we didn't throw and, we didn't throw and catch it very much last year, but hopefully we can get back to doing some of that. Well, with with you know with uh, excuse me with Riley Corners coming back, I mean it sounds like he he's he's still your guy now that he's healthy again. Tell us what we can expect from him. Uh, he's had a great summer. You know we we had a really good seven on seven summer. We uh we we won the UAM seven on seven. We won the ULM seven on seven. Uh, we finished second to Elder Raider seven on seven. Uh, we got beat in the semis in the shootout by that that uh, MRA that that uh, uh, that private school out of Mississippi. And so very very excited about where we are uh, compared to where we were last year. Uh, we got a lot of guys coming back. Like I said, we got nine starters coming back on offense, and really got two quarterbacks now that they're taking. Uh, you know, uh, Riley started every game, all 12 games as a sophomore. And then Maddox starts about 12 games last year as a sophomore. And uh, anytime you can have two sophomores that, or two quarterbacks that's had that much experience, uh, you, you've got something that, that most teams don't have. And then we have six starting offensive linemen coming back. Uh, you know, with COVID being the way it was, we had to play a lot of guys and end up having six guys coming back up front. So we, we, we love our offensive line. We love our depth. Uh, we got our running back coming back, uh, Cedric Calvert, who rushed for right at 1,000 yards. And then we got our top three receivers coming back. So, you know, we're excited offensively. Uh, we got a chance to, to, you know, to be really efficient on offense, both running the football and throwing the football. And I think we'll be more balanced. And I think that uh, that we're going to be able to get some teams some trouble about, with, with personnel because we moved Maddox to fullback and, if you watched us play any last year at all, we were able to, uh, as the year went on, we were able to play uh, Maddox at quarterback and at fullback. And then, you know, we also played Peyton Bird some at quarterback. And we're going to do some of the same stuff this year with uh, Riley and, and Maddox. Well, Coach, down there in uh, in the 8-4A, it's always competitive year in and year out. You know, you got Cross. It's a, a really talented football team this year. That'll be a tough contest for you. And then Hamburg and Dumas, of course, being very talented. Talk to us a little bit about your conference and what to expect against those other teams. Well, like you said, Cross is, you know, they got everybody back. Uh, they'll be senior heavy this year. As sophomores, they went to the semifinals, lost to Shiloh. And then last year, COVID hit them probably more than anybody else in the state. And they, they, they lost a bunch of games over COVID and ended up coming back and, I guess, making it to the quarterfinals and got, getting beat by Rivercrest the week before we played them. So, you know, they're going to be a senior-heavy football team. Uh, I think they got a couple of transfers that came in from Hamburg, so it's going to make them even better. Uh, Monticello's got most of their team back. You know, they lost their starting quarterback over the summer uh, to Benton. But I think that they had a kid that moved in that's, that's a really good athlete to play quarterback. And, uh, Dumas is always going to have athletes. Uh, I think the wits much improved. I saw them this summer. Uh, you know, Helena's improved. Uh, and then, you know, Dumas has got a new coach, and, and, and we really don't know much about them. And then Hamburg just lost their coach last week. So oh, I think man. that's going to be a big question mark right now as far as, you know, where they're at. And I think Star City's going to be improved. So it's going to be a really tough conference. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, Anytime you can win the conference or finish in top two, uh, you got a chance to play for a state championship. 
Well, I tell you, Coach, we, we, the game that we had uh, taken off our schedule due to COVID, uh, we picked up Monticello, which for us is, is playing, you know, down a classification. Uh, and, and we went down there and just kind of having really a mediocre, you know, just a, an average year, really. And, buddy, that's a tough place to play. <laughs> Uh, we, <laughs> it is. we 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 come out of there off of a, an onside kick, turned into a winning field goal, uh, and got home as quick as we could. Because I'm gonna tell you, we had all we wanted. <laughs> it, and, it, it that, was, and they got most of their kids back too. I mean, they're going to be senior heavy also. So yeah, you know, our conference is probably going to be a little bit better than it was last year, I think. And and uh, you look up across the 4A, I think you know you got it's always been or the last few years. Well, it's been a seven four eight. It's really tough, and and then you know us, and then uh, you know two four A with uh, Stuttgart and, yeah. and Lone Oak. I, I think Lone Oak's going to be much improved, and and you know one four A you got Prairie Grove, you got Shiloh. So you, overall, in the four A football since I've been in it, it, it's probably the most balanced. Uh, I'm not saying that because we're in it, but you look at it, at it, you know, there's always a team that, that comes out of nowhere every year that, that, that's really good that's going to be playing in the semifinals. Then you'll have the five or six teams that, that normally have, you know, you'll have two or three of them in there. Then you'll find a team that – and most of the time in 5A and 6A and 7A, you don't have that. That's right. That's right. right. And, and one thing, too, to, to, to go along with what you're saying is there's so much tradition in a lot of these schools in 4A that you've seen over decades. You know, your, your Warrens. Your Nashville's, you know. Oh, yeah, you, you look at it. And, yeah, yeah. And there, there's there's a team in, in every conference almost now because with uh, uh, except for the four four A probably, but the, the you know two four A's got Stuttgart. They they're, they're, they're traditional rich. And then one four A you got Shiloh, Prairie Grove, Prairie Grove. You know, year in year out, they're gonna make it to the quarterfinals, semifinals, and then uh, and then three four A now with Rivercrest. You know, you look at Rivercrest. They, they played for a lot of state championships over the years. You know, it might be different classifications, but they're always there at the end. Yeah. And then 7-4-A, you got, you know, Joe T, you got, uh, you know, Nashville, you got Arkadelphia. And then I think Malvern's going to be much improved. That's what it looks like, yes. And then 8-4-A, you got us. And, and you know, I think Cross is going to be a lot better. Sure, sure. And I think Ozark's going to be one that's, that could make some noise this year. Up, up in right. that, in that yeah, we played them a couple of years ago, and they were really good. So I, I could see that. Coach, I, I've asked this question to quite a few people. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it seems that coaches that are successful these days and programs that are that have a culture built where they're they're good year in year out are really d- doing a lot of investment in their kids from an early age. And, and we've talked to a lot of different coaches about what they do, you know, whether it, me and Matt, we're, we're in Greenbrier. We do a lot with the Pee Wee program there. Uh, but the, the, the coaches that it seems like they, they really have built a culture, they're very involved with kids, whether it's junior high, even all the way down into their Pee Wee program, just being, you know, not, not coaching them, but necessarily, but, you know, being involved with the coaches that do coach them and, or having a program that the kids are involved in to, to learn to become, uh, you know, Pride, uh, get pride in their school. What, what do you do to to create that culture there to to make kids want to be lumberjacks? Well, we have you know we we coach seven through twelve here. Our coaches coach. Uh, we we have nine coaches and and we do it all. So we don't have a junior high staff or, or high school staff. We have we have a staff and, and they do it all. But during the summer, you know, we'll have anywhere from a third. Like we work out at seven a.m. from 
uh, last day of school till till June the 23rd, 24th, and then two weeks off, and then come back, you know, July the 11th this year. And uh, we'll have you know anywhere between 80 and 100 kids, and they'll go from the third grade all the way to high school. Now it's mandatory for high school kids to be there, but you know a bunch of our young kids never miss. Uh, That's awesome. You know, we'll have third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, and when we do drills during the summer, you might see a, a fifth grader going with a high school kid and. And our kids are, are really good. And I, I think that's, that's what's helped us more than anything with the Traylon Burks, the Jarius Wright, the Greg Childs. And, you know, I can tell story after story about them being in, in high school or, or even, even uh, Traylon being in the third grade and him running around to Jarius Wright. And, and then some of the guys we got now, uh, some of our ninth graders who, who are going to be really good uh, running around to Traylon Burks. And uh, that, that just helps us. Our kids love being around each other. You, you, you would never know that uh, – uh, you know, a lot of times or, or a lot of places, you know, a, a kid won't, uh, you know, a receiver for us, you know, that's this, this a trailing Burks type would not go with a fifth grade or sixth grade quarterback. And, and here that don't happen. And if it's their turn to go, they're going to go with whoever's coming up a quarterback. Yeah. Hey, Coach. Did, so I when, think that helps us a when, lot. When Traylon Burks took tests, did they have to give him a special size pencil for those big hands? I don't know. We, we went through so many gloves. You know, we, we, we were talking about that this weekend. You know, he, he wears a 5X glove. And, and, and uh, we were playing Prairie Grove his sophomore year in the semifinals, and, and we'd run out of them. And uh, uh, our, our BSN guy had to meet us in Springdale to, to have a pair that night. But, uh, uh, you know, we, we don't have the resources Arkansas has. So, we, you know, it was hard to find 5X gloves every week. Yeah, you can't just go down to the drugstore and buy them, can you? <laughs> no, you can't. It was tough. Well, Coach, we we really appreciate you taking some time out of your day to spend with us. Uh, we wish you nothing but success this season. We're looking forward to watching you guys and, and, and following your progress this year. And, and, again, we appreciate you taking the time. All right. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye-bye. Man, man, <laughs> he was fun. Like, he – he was fun to talk to. You know, he 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 gets it. He's been there. Uh, he's seen these kids come in. And, uh, you know, he, Warren's kind of out there. We don't get to see him. They're kind of out away from the central part of the state, you know, the very central. And so uh, they're doing something special over there. But it's not, it's not recent. Like, no. they've been doing it over there for a long time. And he's been there a pretty good while. I think, what, six or seven years? Oh, he's been there about 20-something years. Yeah. Oh, has he really? His overall record, I was just looking at it, is 216-54-1. For some reason, I thought he said something about his six years. So, he's been there for A long time, yeah. And and so, you know, it's just another year for him. Yeah. You know, I mean, sure, he gets excited about certain teams, but it's rebuild, reload, whatever you want to call it. And I was talking to Coach Fitzhill here last year when we were having our our banquet and stuff and uh we were something got brought up about warren and he said let me tell you something about those guys he said (laughs) they've got a sixth grader right now down in warren arkansas (laughs) that is the next darren mcfadden and then fitz would know yeah i mean he knows how to evaluate talent and he he knows peewee football and so there's another kid coming out of warren here in the next few years that's not shocking yeah and then talking about uh, Berg's hands and trying to find gloves <laughs> up in Fayetteville area, of Northwest Arkansas, uh, which I mean that's crazy. The kid wears a five X. It's nuts. It, it, I, I mean it's it's hard to like <laughs> physically, mental, or mentally picture yeah. what this looks like. So Warren finished with a uh, they had a slow start last year, and you heard him talk about it. Zero and three had lost like their whole starting offense the first game of the season. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he said three linemen, their running back, and then their quarterback tore their ACL. Yeah, 
and three. Yeah, and guarantee you, have they? I wonder if they've ever been shut out and beat like they got beat by Stuttgart. I don't. I mean, probably not under his era. No, I wouldn't think so. But yeah, so they turned it around. End up uh, winning the conference eight and five. Um, Eight and five on the season, four one in conference. Um, Dumas had a good year last year, nine and four. He's nine and four overall, five and two in conference play. Um, and so actually, it looks like here, it looks like Dumas was actually the first seed last year. I had that wrong. I had Warren as, as the one, but Dumas was the one seed last year. Oh, okay. That's where we. That's where we got messed up. Yeah. That's what yeah. it was. It just snowballs on us. Man. We make one, <laughs> one one mistake and it snowballs. I'm telling you. But Dumas lost a lot. You know, they, they've only got three coming back on offense and defense, so expect them to be down a little bit this year. They've got them picked to finish fourth in the conference. i tell you, a team to watch out for this year, Junk, in the 8-4-A is Cross It. You know, Cross It got hit hard last year with COVID. Uh, ended up only playing – they were six and two overall, but only three and zero in conference. But they're loaded with talent, and they they've got a quarterback coming back, an all-state quarterback that's pretty special. And uh, you heard Coach Henry talk about how he expects them to be really good this year. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So cross it, uh, going to finish up there at the top. Monticello, we got to see them firsthand last year uh, due to a COVID game. Uh, Greenbrier didn't get to play, play P Ridge, so we picked up a game with Monticello. <laughs> Man. And, I don't know. I don't care if we don't ever go back there. I think about the midway through the second quarter, Coach, <laughs> Coach, Coach Tribble. Coach Tribble's like, mm, maybe we shouldn't have rescheduled yeah. this one. <laughs> <laughs> End up pulling it out on a late field goal. But Monticello, uh, man, those guys will get after you. Yeah. They play hard or physical, and they'll hit you in the mouth. Um, they did lose their, their quarterback that was going to be a, a third-year starter for them. He started at, at as a – as a sophomore and was going to end up starting as a senior this year, but moved out, and I believe he's at Benton now. Yeah, that's what it sounded like, just kind of. Was it Coach Embry that said that they had to move in? Kid, yeah, that's what Embry thought, he, yeah. they had to move in. Yeah, so. And, and, and I forgot to mention this while ago when you said cross it, but, you know, they've got that all-state quarterback, uh, Tyreek Jones. Yeah. That's, uh, they're going to be hanging their hat on him. You sure, bet. you bet. So Monticello look for them to be good this year. Uh, see how they can compete. I believe they'll they'll have a, sh- a shot to make the playoffs. And then last year, Star City um, only went four and five overall and two and three in conference. Uh, had a, a tough draw in the playoffs and had to play Arkadelphia. And so um, they do have five coming back on offense and six on defense. They got a junior quarterback in Mason Taylor. Uh, who is an all-conference guy that will lead them this year. So, Star City's always a good football program, and, yes. and they'll compete for a, a chance to make a run in the playoffs. Hamburg finished uh, in six last year at four and six overall, two and three in conference. I can't ever think of Hamburg without thinking of Scotty Pippen. Well, how, I mean, how can you? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't know this, but um, – I believe. I guess their coach. They're they're looking for a new coach, according to Coach Hembree. Yeah, I heard. I heard him say that. They just yeah. left like last week, and yeah. so don't really know what's going on there. But um, they're picked to finish third in the conference. They've they've apparently got plenty of talent over there. But with the with the coaching situation up there, that that could uh, be a question mark. Yeah, for sure. And then DeWitt had a rough year last year. Went two and seven overall, uh, one and four in conference. Uh, Coach Tommy Cody uh, is taking over that program, and he'd been out of coaching for a little while. He was at Atkins and had uh, some really good success at Atkins. So excited to see about what Coach Cody can do down there at DeWitt. I'm sure he'll get them turned around in no time. And then Helena, West Helena, 
finished in last last year at 0-9 and, and then 0-7 in conference, but do have uh, nine starters on offense coming back and six on defense. Yeah, when I was in school, uh, Helena, West Helena was always struggling, and Barton was always right. really good. Yeah, Barton was really good back when I was in school. Yes. So I think that was a uh, – we always heard that – that was the the deal that a lot of kids, you know, chose to go to Barton. Going to Barton, yeah. Coach Frank McClellan, yes, he yep. won a bunch of them. He did. So, what are you going? Who are you going with here? Going to go with the Lumberjacks? Oh, I, yeah. I, I really believe that that uh, that Coach Embry is going to have them have them ready. I mean, I think that team found their identity last year, and I think you got your quarterback coming back. Mm-hmm. Two of uh, them. Well, yeah. Obviously, yeah. you're going to have two of them now, but you know, it, it seems like they're going. They're they're kind of hanging their hat on uh, on on uh, Cornish, you know, coming back. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I think they're going to win it, but I do think Cross it's going to be uh be a test. I'm really excited to see that game just because number one they didn't play at all last year, right? And so um, I, I'm really excited. I do think I do think Warren gets it and pulls it out just because of their tradition and their coaching. Uh, not to take anything away from Cross it, but I do think that that Warren gets it done in that conference this year. I do too. What do you got? You got anything else? Is that it? Are we Man, done? Are we I'm done before I, I'm ready for the lights to come on. <laughs> I'm ready to get up in the press box, watch you over on the chain gang. Oh, Man, I hope I don't pull a hammy. <laughs> <laughs> do some stretching. That's right. You better. You better. Well, I'm hoping I have to do a lot of running this year. Yeah. Okay. I, I hope you do, too. <laughs> or actually, I'd be okay with you just having to throw down the sticks. Well, I'm, I'm the down marker, so I've got to go. you got to go. You're running right behind the... The, the official. That's right. All right, guys. Well, that'll wrap us up for our 4A preview of this upcoming season. It's getting ever closer as we as we speak. So we, weeks. we can't wait. Um, we'll be on here next week previewing 3A, and we'll have some good interviews for you uh, with 3A coaches then as well. So 2A, and then it's all time. And it's game time. Thanks for joining us. Take care. You've been listening to Between the Mats, your year-round source for Arkansas high school sports with Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, produced by Carl Spears. And special thanks to our sponsor, American Safeguard Insurance. I'm JB Brazil. Be sure to join us next week for another episode of Between the Mats.